this week we have Emma K. James. And she is somebody that we knew from Bridge Church. She has a voice of an angel. She is someone that we always loved hearing her sing and just her presence. And we are just so excited to have her on the podcast this week. And she is a newlywed, so she is living that newlywed life with her husband in the Texas area. Yes. So before we get to the episode, we're going to do our 60-second segment. This week's going to be a little different. We're going to do something interactive, so... Get us started, Addison. And go. What's your favorite color? Green. What is your favorite dessert? Ice cream. <laughs> what is your favorite store? Altered State. What is your favorite website? Like online shopping. Amazon. What is your favorite social media tool? Like platform? Yeah. Instagram. Really? Interesting. Yeah. What, who's your best friend? Boy or girl. <laughs> Girl. Addison Rush. <laughs> Addison Nicole Rush. Who's your best friend boy? Uh, Jared Dawson Brown. Um, where's your dream vacation? Um, Greece. Mm. What is your favorite TV show? Currently Criminal Minds. What's your favorite book? Layla by Colleen Hoover. What is your favorite activity to do? Get my nails done. Rapid fire. I was not ready for that. Okay. And go. Okay, Addison, what do you prefer, your iPad or your MacBook? MacBook. What is your favorite color? Pink. Coffee or tea? Tea. Place you want to live other than Charlotte? Texas. Are you afraid of flying? No. Have you ever been stung by a bee? No. What TV shows are you watching right now? Secret Life of American Teenager and Grey's Anatomy. How many tattoos do you have? One. What is your tattoo? Adoption symbol. When's your birthday, even though I already know when your birthday is? Well, when is my birthday? May 23rd. What year? 1999. Okay. 99? You're older than me. <laughs> Wait, what is that with New Girl? 29? 29? <laughs> Schmidt. Oh my gosh, best show ever. <sighs> What's your favorite Bible verse? Matthew 6, 26 through 32. Can you recite it for us? No. <laughs> Without further ado, here is Emma K. James. All right, today we have Emma K. Thomas. We're so excited to have you, and I'm just, I'm really thrilled that you're here. Yeah. Um, you were someone that I always saw on stage at Bridge Church, and I obviously love your voice, but I'm so excited to hear your heart tonight. So if you want to introduce yourself and just tell us the song that you picked. Yes. Yeah, so my name's Emma Kay. Um, I guess James now. That's kind of weird. I just got married, <gasps> so crazy. switching my name around has been kind of strange. Um, I know both of these lovely ladies from Western. I went to Western Carolina University, and I graduated this past year. Um, so I'm currently living in Dallas, Texas as a middle school teacher, um, a worship leader at a local church. Um, my husband's a worship leader as well. And so I'm just kind of living the new married life, trying to <laughs> trying to make it through as best as I can. So when y'all reached out to me for a song, I had so many through my head and I just could not narrow any down until um, through praying and like thinking about it, the Lord really laid the song Canicle by Taya on my heart. And it's literally one of the most beautiful songs and it's so simple. And I've, that's something I would love to talk about, but I 
it actually played at our wedding and it was we did the Lord's Supper in our wedding ceremony and it played behind us and it's just it's such a beautiful song and like how she wrote it is so stinking cool so I'm super excited to like break it down and talk to you all about it because my little history nerd about the song is freaking out about it oh I'm so excited so beautiful I know so I guess let's just start off with like what is one significant piece of the song that you just cling to and love? Mm-hmm. I think just the chorus of it, um, it's pretty much a chant. Um, I saw an interview with her about how she talked about the creation of it. It's mm-hmm. it's a canicle is a chant. It's a hymn. It's something that you're supposed to repeat. Mm-hmm. And the chorus says, you know, Christ is a rock. Christ is a shield. Christ when I'm standing. Christ when I kneel. Mm-hmm. And it's just so centered solely on the Lord. Like it's not about her at all when she sings it. It's about who's surrounding her. And I think it's just so beautiful in that chorus, how she just breaks down all of these different characteristics of who Christ is in her walk and in a believer's walk. Um, And at the end of the day, that's what worship is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about who God is and the characteristics of who he is and worshiping and thanking the Lord for that and not just directing it back to what he can do for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's super cool how just the song as a whole, but specifically that chorus when she's just listing everything that he is, the, the beauty and the simplicity of just God's character. Um, And it's such a cool and strong reminder as a whole. So I Mm -hmm. I love that part. Yeah. This, the song is beautiful. Like when I listened to it, I had never heard a song like it. Because it was just, like, even her voice in it just, like, echoed how beautiful mm-hmm. he is, which was really cool. Like, I feel like I yeah. I felt that when I was listening to it of, like, she didn't want any of the glory. It was all for him because mm-hmm. of the way she was doing it. It was, like, yeah. this is how he is. Like, he's gentle. He's beautiful. He's this. And I think that's so cool and unique, especially because, yeah. like, even the background of her, how she went from, like, being a part of this huge worship to being on her mm-hmm. own. And now glorifying the Lord for her, like her own, like away from a group. And I think that yeah. is just really cool. So right off the bat, I did not know what canticle meant. So like you had said, you know, I Googled the definition because I was like, I've never heard this word before. And like mm-hmm. you said, literally Google said a hymn or chant typically with a biblical text forming a regular part of a church service. And it was really cool because I think sometimes as Christians, no matter really how long we've been in our faith, but like me particularly, I was raised in the church. So I've, there's never been a day that I didn't know who Jesus was. Um, And it's just so cool that the Lord will continuously reveal new things about him and just being a Christian in general, because, you know, I learn something new every day about the Lord. And I mean, I'm 22 years old, almost 23. So it's just really cool that he's, he's always given us more. I don't know. I just wanted to add that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And when I when I looked it up, um, she does these things like on her Instagram where it's like the stories um, where she'll talk about her different songs and how she created them. And she did this whole little like montage of the background of Canonical. And it comes from this is the history nerd inside of me. So y'all are about to see what it's like to be in my brain. Um, She said that she took it from St. Patrick's Prayer of Protection. So whenever you hear like St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick was a um, a missionary who went into Ireland um, during 500 ADs ish. um, And during that time, Ireland was ruled by a pagan king. And during that time, it's super dangerous. 
for a Christian to go into a country that is um, ruled by a pagan ruler. And so he, before he went in, he prayed this prayer, which was pretty much everything that's written out in her song. So like all about protection and all about guidance and all about who the Lord is. And just remind me that you're in front of me, behind me, beside Mm -hmm. me, to my left, to my right. And he went in and he shared the gospel to this king and the king ended up accepting the Lord. And I think it's just so powerful to remember that the Lord is powerful in simplicity. Mm -hmm. He is not just powerful in like these huge moments. Like he was powerful in that moment where he was just like, Lord, just give me strength to walk into this castle or walk into this kingdom and just proclaim your word. And if it goes well, it goes well. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And he was powerful before he even entered into those doors. So I think the fact that she took that from such a powerful stance and turned it into such just like a simple song of worship mm-hmm. is is a big proclamation as a Christian to remember. Like you don't have to have all these fancy words and big drums in the background to worship the Lord. Like you just need to remember who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she did a really good job at setting it up like that. Yeah. Two things with that. One, I love that you have the history behind it because with every episode we've done, I've wanted to like get input or insight from the artist and I could not find anything for this one. So I love and I'm very interested hearing what you're saying. But then two of like how you're talking about the simplicity with worship. I think the same goes for prayer too, because I was talking to someone today and she was so nervous to pray with me because she was like, I'm just not good at it. Like it's going to be really bad. And I was like, no, like don't think that way. Like, yeah, you'll still have the heart pound, but that's okay. Like as long as you're opening the conversation up to the Lord like that's what matters and the more and more you do it the more it'll get easier like you'll be able to do it without this like lie in your head that you won't be good like Mm -hmm. he doesn't care what's coming out of your mouth all he cares about is like that you're praising him and talking to him and having communication with him Mm -hmm. so I love that you brought that up there's one lyric that I absolutely loved and it said Christ as a shield overshadow me and Mm -hmm. I love that because when it said overshadow Mm -hmm. me I never heard it in that term And I think back to like when, I mean, even now I still deal with it, but like the pride, when you have pride, like it's just such a humbling lyric of like, Mm -hmm. even if I'm letting any light in myself, like shine out of me for my own glory, like overshadow it, like just take everything back and let your light shine. Cause that's the only light I should ever want to shine. I want Mm -hmm. my life to glorify him, not myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like in that first verse, kind of going off that, she says, Christ as a light illuminate and guide me and so even then she's automatically not putting herself or whoever is worshiping in that moment like you're not putting yourself as the center and in the light his light is what guides you forward Mm -hmm. and I think just the way she set the words up it's just it's so biblically sound and selfless in how she worshiped in that moment which I respect because it can be hard especially Mm -hmm. Like her, I could imagine just like her presence on a platform in general. Like if you're, if you're our age and you grew up in the church, like, you know, that voice, like, you know who she is. And so the fact that like this whole song is pretty much her saying, it's not about me. Like this has never been about me. This has been about the King the whole time. And I'm just a vessel for that. It's just, again, power and simplicity is just one of my favorite things on this planet. It's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when I went to a concert when it was like she was there and she sang Oceans. And I oh, literally was like, I got goosebumps. And it's like, just like you said, the platform that she has with her voice, like she's trying to yeah. rein it, it in and be like, no, like put that platform towards him. This even leads me into a question of like, 
you know, for four years, you were on that stage at Bridge. And I mean, you know, I mean, your voice is amazing. And I think that you've heard that over and over again. How did you keep yourself humbled and not let yourself get in or get transported into the pride of having people again and again tell you like, oh, your voice is just so beautiful. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, relaying it back to the Lord, like you're just a Matea. Um, I, so I grew up, um, in a Christian household. My dad's a pastor. And I remember asking him one day, I was like, dad, how do you respond when people compliment your sermon? Cause I was like, I don't, cause I'm not, a, I hate compliments. I don't do well with them. Like the moment someone says something kind of like, <laughs> like I like, duck and, I hide, and I'm like, Oh, stop it. Like I make a joke out of it or I, just, yeah. I can't handle it. And so I was like, dad, like when people are kind and they do say like, how do you say it without either taking it to your head or what? Mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't know how to respond. And my dad, he's my best friend and he's so wise. And he said, here's, here's two things you need to remember. He said, one, always accept it. He said, never turn down something, um, never turn down, I guess, a a word from somebody that's a compliment towards the Lord. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, your gift is the Lord's. And so don't deny when somebody says, hey, like you did a beautiful job with this or with that. So he said, always accept it. He said, don't, you know, be like, no, I don't, I'm awful. Ah, he was like, don't do that because uh-huh. then you're denying the gift that God gave you. Mm-hmm. He was good. like, so whenever somebody, um, approached me and goes, Pastor, that was a great sermon. He said, I always say thank you. And then he said, I always direct it back to who Jesus mm-hmm. is. He said, so every time I say thank you so much, the Lord did a really good work today. He said, I don't make it about what I did. I made it about what the Lord did. And so I remember him telling me that like a year or two into being at Western. And I I mean, I've led worship since I was 12, 13 years old. And so it's just always mm-hmm. been a part of my life. It's very much a safe place for me. And so I started to get to this point where I was like, okay, accept it, but remember who it's for. And at the end of the day, if I would find myself just accepting it for me, that was a huge repentance that I would be speaking to the Lord about because I I appreciated the humility. Mm-hmm. And like today was a gorgeous day. Like it was God's, it was not mine. Mm-hmm. Like I was just a vessel that was present. Yeah. Um. So it's, I, I know like, I'm not the best singer on this planet. Goodness, no. And like, I know there's so many other people who have been gifted in that way. Um, And so, but having just a little bit of that gift to be able to share with people, I just have to remind myself, I'm not the one who created that gift. Like he's the one who gave it to me Um, and just roll with that. So I think the concept of what my dad said of just accept because it's his gift Mm -hmm. and you need to pay attention to that and see his glory for that but then also point it back to him so accept and then point Mm -hmm. back is something that I've kind of always followed with that's so good I when I was like going over um listening to the song and then listening to the lyrics and reading through the lyrics and everything I and I should note that this is the first time I had ever heard this song so when I was going through the lyrics right here it says Christ as a light Christ as a shield Christ when I'm standing, Christ when I kneel, Christ here beside me on the left and right, and then him all around me. It reminded me so much of The Blessing by Carrie Joe because in that song, mm-hmm. I mean, whether you know or not, like, it's all biblical. Like, literally every word of that song is straight from the Bible. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's kind of the same, it's getting the same message across that, like, he is everywhere. He is on every side of me. He is enveloping me and he's got me. And I just thought that was really cool because they're two totally different songs, but 
two sisters in Christ were able to write it and it's all about the same person. It's all about the King. And I just, I thought that was a really cool connection because they're two totally different songs, but like very, very good. Yeah. I think the beauty of this song that I love so much is she mentions like herself. So she'll say like Christ is a light illuminate and guide me, Mm -hmm. but it's not a, about her in a sense like she's not asking for anything and I think that's what I really love about it is I think we get so wrapped up in this is my my little step stool I'm stepping on for a second we get so wrapped up today and like we have to have this big song that's 25 minutes long has 16 choruses has all these words that nobody has ever heard of and they have to cry the entire time and it's like sure like we emotion is definitely a part of worship Mm -hmm. for sure um but just how the fact that this whole song, she mentions herself, but then it automatically goes back to Jesus. Mm. She's like, yes, he's guiding me. But remember, he's also a shield. Yeah. And he's also this. And it's, the whole song is just God's character. It's not about what God can do for me. It's about what he did for me and how he did it. Mm. And that's why I'm here. And I think it's just such a beautiful way to show what worship truly is. It's just mm. glorifying Christ and not glorifying just what Christ does for us. Because, yes, that's important to remember. But remembering the why behind that is mm. what worship is at the end of the day. And so I, I totally agree. I think she does a great job at just kind of wrapping all of that together um, and just talking about who he is. Yeah. Mm. It's so interesting because like throughout this season so far, like we've had songs that are like, you know, stuff straight from the Bible, but also things that have been written more in a moment than in, like more scripture based. And so it's just yeah. really interesting to see like, Obviously, there's thousands of worship songs, but just to see what different people write about and what they experience. So, like, I think it's yeah. really not humbling, but it's really beautiful, I guess, to see a song that is rooted in scripture mm-hmm. because it's not yeah. every day that we see that. Like, the most popular songs right now are not necessarily rooted in scripture. Are they bad? Yeah. No, but it's yeah. just something that is, like you said, sim- simple to go back to of just like, I love how you just said, like she'll say something about her, but then go right back to him. And I think that's what like our life should be. That's what worship should be yeah. like saying that. And like, even in our prayers, just like, you know, surrendering everything to him and laying it at his feet, but like reminding mm-hmm. ourselves, like, this is who he is. Mm-hmm. Like he's done it before he's going to do it again. But I think we get so stuck in the hard times that we don't realize he's gotten us through other hard mm-hmm. times too. For sure. I, a few weeks ago, I guess it was a few months ago when I had just started going here, I had been scheduled to lead and they had asked me to lead a revelation song. And I'm going to be real with y'all. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. That song is so old. I was like, y'all are crazy. I'm not leading this song. I said, we've all heard it 400 quadrillion times. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, I had gotten so wrapped up in this concept of like, we have to do new stuff. We have to do stuff that's more present. We have to do stuff that's not, it, it can't just be like, you know, the same thing over and over again. I can't do it. But I let it and, you know, I just really asked the Lord to humble me in that moment. I was like, okay, like here I am, I'm leading it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then I, I stepped off the platform and it was after one of our services and I was walking down the back hallway and I heard this, excuse me, you know, it was this older man and um, I've never seen him since this moment. So I don't, I, I don't know who he is. And he was like, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for, you know, leading us in that song this morning. And, you know, I said, thank you so much. Like, the Lord did a great work this morning. Um, In my head, I was like, it's just, we've all heard that song so many times. I was like, okay. And he went, I have not been able to worship so genuinely 
to a song so powerfully in so long. So thank you. And he just had like tears in his eyes. And I remember just sitting there and staring at this sweet older gentleman with a little cowboy hat on and his little cowboy boots. And he was just walking with me down the hall, just talking about how he hadn't just had genuine worship. And as I entered in to like our kind of like green room area in the back, the Lord kind of stopped me and he said, you're humbled. (laughs) This is not about you. Like this is not about you at all. Like I can use a song from, you know, 2012 and impact somebody with a simplicit just example of the Mm -hmm. Bible in a song. I don't have to have all of these new things. Like I use them because it's a part of my glory, Mm -hmm. but never just underestimate just the simple truth of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was very, very powerful. And, you know, I've, I've not taken, I think since that moment, leading worship at this church, um, any song for granted like we all have that one song where we're like if we did this song one more time and then we're crazy <laughs> and like we did, like, we all have it like yeah. nobody can deny you all mm-hmm. have that one song yeah but even then when that song starts playing at church mm-hmm. like why do you still find your hands raising like why do you still find yourself on your knees it's because at the end of the day as much as you want to get that guitar solo out of your head it's the simplicity of the bible mm-hmm. and like the power of the bible that still leads you to worship um and so i've I agree with you. Like I, I miss, I almost miss just mm. the songs like Revelation song or like this new one, like Canticle, where it's just like, here's just the gospel. Like, yeah. you don't need all that other stuff. Like, here's just Jesus yeah. and just worship him. Um, it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. There's something about going back to the basics and like back to the foundation. And it really just allows just for, I guess, less room for yeah. distraction and things like that. Because yeah. if you get the gospel and you understand that and you grasp it and you accept it, like the rest is going to come. But there is a time and place for like just the, the simplicity of the gospel. I agree with that. Yeah. So I'm interested because you mentioned before we started, you had this song <laughs> at your wedding. What made you yeah. choose this song as part of it? Yeah. So me, um, Austin is my husband and we, um, met in 2021 technically we started dating and the whole like the way that we met and just our whole story is such a divine intervention like it it doesn't make any sense if you really like lay out all the details and like drew it out on the board like it makes no sense as to why we're married right now (laughs) and it there'd be so many moments where we would be on the phone because we did 14 hour long distance our whole dating relationship and we would just be talking and I go, is it just crazy that like we didn't know each other a year ago or like that God just chose to do this? Like why? Like what? <laughs> and when we started setting up like all the things for the wedding, because girls just, just know there's so many things that go into a wedding. <laughs> Goodness. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> and we had to start picking out how we wanted the ceremony to go and what we wanted to do. We knew that we really wanted to enter into our ceremony with the Lord's Supper. Just, I think, reminding ourselves why we are getting married in the first place is because you know marriage specifically in a christian walk is all about you can further the kingdom more together than you can separately and i'm sure y'all heard that before and um we're like we want to start this out by thanking the lord for what he did to put us here in the first place and i was like i gotta we gotta have something going in the background i was like i'm too much of like a I feel uncomfortable. Everybody's watching me. Like I knew like in the back of my head, I needed to be focused on this, but I just knew it'd be there. And I was like, I just got to find a song that that's about him. And I was like, I, I have to find something that is not about us. And I just couldn't 
find anything. And then that album had dropped mm. and I started listening to it. And that's one of the first ones that popped up. And I was like, mm. what a foundation to lay our family on mm. in the beginning yeah. of we are doing the Lord's Supper, which sweet boy sobbing the entire time like we were dying it was oh, it was it was rough but sure. we were crying the whole time like eating the bread and like it was rough but in the background like in those moments of silence like when Austin would take a breath in the middle of his prayer or when we would just sit there for a second with our eyes closed just like taking in the moment you would suddenly hear like Christ on my left and my right or you would suddenly hear Christ as a shield or you would, and you would just hear this in the back and I was like, I want, when one day we have a family and have kids, I want them to know that we started and based our family mm-hmm. off of specifically Christ. It was not about us from the very beginning. And that started the moment before we even said our vows. Like I walked down the aisle, our pastor like pretty much just introduced us and then he said and now they're doing the words like that's the first thing he did I was like I don't want this to be about us like yes introduce us like for the people who don't know me please tell them who I am <laughs> so like don't like don't jump into your vows and just make it about me like that's not what this is about our whole marriage is about him mm-hmm. and so going in with you know canical behind the Lord's Supper it was just super powerful of a moment to remember like I'm remembering what Christ did on the cross mm-hmm. for me while also yeah. listening to somebody speaking of how beautiful his character is and i just wanted i think our family to be based upon that as we as we went into um, the life that we're living now so it was it was a super precious moment one of my favorite parts of our ceremony wow that's so special that's, i love that i love that <laughs> i think like the only i guess encouragement to give i don't know if y'all remember this um it was one morning at a volunteer service at bridge and um somebody got up and she was like, this has really been on my heart recently. And I just really want to encourage you guys with it. And when I sent you all this song, this is one of the first things that popped into my head because I have it written in the back of my Bible. Um, and she pretty much just looked at us and she said, are you seeking God's hands more than his face? Mm. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. and so when I was, you know, praying over the song and I sent it to you guys, I feel like this song so just boldly states I am looking to see Jesus I'm not looking at what he can do for me I'm looking at who he is and just worshiping who he is and so I think just an encouragement for anybody who listens to this for you guys for myself mm-hmm. is just when you walk through this week and you know through the rest of this year now that it's a new year are you seeking Christ's hands before you seek his faith mm-hmm. like it's not wrong to go to the Lord and be like Lord I'm struggling like I need help that's he's there for that like do that go for it but at the end of the day is that the only thing you're looking for is that the only thing you're seeking or are you seeking his majesty and his friendship and his fatherhood before just the helper mm-hmm. and just the servant you know yeah. and so i i think this song does a beautiful job of just encompassing like i am looking at god's face mm-hmm. i'm not just looking at his hands um and i think that that's kind of what's humbled me with this song a lot is just look at jesus just look at I love that. Mm, that's so good. So with all the transitions you've had in the last like year and a half between graduation, new school, marriage, new town, um, have, has worship been anything new or different to you? Like, have you seen it in a different way? Mm, that's, actually, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I, I think worship has become new in a sense that it's become so much more 
it's almost romanticized, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I got to explain that before people are like, what? <laughs> um, it's become just so much more intimate for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first, like, I'm originally from this area. Um, I lived here from five years old to 13. Like, this is my childhood. But when I first moved out here, I had my, you know, fiance, who was my fiance at the time, and then his family. And that's kind of all I had when I moved out here. And there were multiple, multiple nights where I would just be crying and like Mm -hmm. seeking God and being like, I don't, I know I'm supposed to be here. I definitely know it's the man I'm supposed to marry. Like, I know this is the school I'm supposed to be at, but why do I feel so alone? Mm -hmm. And I just come from, you know, a friend group of 15 people in a church that's super small and intimate and we all know each other and a school where I was there for five years and I was in this comfortable position of my faith and my walk and I grew up moving all the time and so moving didn't scare me mm-hmm. but I think when I got here and suddenly I was isolated mm-hmm. God said how are you going to worship me now like mm-hmm. you are comfortable you are in a space around a lot of people what who am I to you mm-hmm. is what I felt like was my relationship with Christ for the first few months before um, Austin obviously lived with me before we got married i I was just by myself in this apartment mm-hmm. all the time other than being at work. And I was like, what, what is my relationship with God mean to me? What does it mean? What does worship mean to me? And mm-hmm. I would find myself just playing songs like Canical or mm-hmm. playing just instrumental music of worship and just sitting there and just listening. And I think worship has changed in the context of it's not just like a checkoff anymore. Mm-hmm. especially being in college, I feel like we're like, okay, read our Bible, check, first class, check, lunch, check, study, mm-hmm. check, and we're just going, 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 going. And then you kind of get out of college and it's like, oh, like I don't have time, but I have more time on my hands and mm-hmm. I have to figure out was that relationship with Jesus this whole time just a check box or is it a relationship to me? Mm-hmm. And you can't, you gotta, you gotta fight for that relationship sometimes because the devil really loves to sneak in and go, you don't need to do that. You don't need to sing. You don't need to be in your Bible. Mm-hmm. And so ever since I've moved here, I find myself, instead of going to um, people or going to um, my own desires or needs or wants, I just automatically reach for my Bible. I automatically text my husband if he's not near me for a prayer. I automatically pull up a worship song. And I think worship has just become so much more sweet and romantic Mm -hmm. to me like we think romance is just between like a guy and a girl Mm -hmm. and like you know but like Mm -hmm. to me like romance is about intimacy and like you have a romantic relationship with your father and intimate relationship with your father if you seek it and Mm -hmm. it's it's been super cool to see just the humility that the lord has placed upon me of just being like i'm yours take me Mm because i don't know what's going on right now because that's how i've been pretty much since i got here (laughs) being able to like worship him just silence in the middle of a crowd just like praying when I'm walking through my school like in my head as I'm passing kids and saying hi or it's just it's been super cool just the intimate side so all of that to say I'm a big like I go all the way around and then I hit my point but all of that to say the intimacy side of worship has definitely expanded more for me it's no longer just kind of like a wait on Sunday read my bible check we're good see you next Sunday like it's definitely become more special to me that's awesome that's amazing well thank you Emma K so much for coming on we enjoyed this so much stay tuned for flavor of the week 
All right, y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guest, Emma Kay. So Emma Kay, what is your Flavor of the Week this week? Okay, so my Flavor of the Week is um, Passion City DC podcast, mm-hmm. um, specifically the episode titled, I wrote it down, Your Setting Shapes Your Story. Um, mm-hmm. I love Ben Stewart. I think he's super biblically sound, Soup makes it's super fun, but also just get straight to the point. Um, and he pretty much talks about like, why does your setting shape your story? And I'm pretty sure he goes into first Thessalonians throughout the podcast. Um, it's super, it's super powerful. Just what he talks about and just like your purpose. Um, so it's super, super encouraging if um, people need something to listen to. I love Ooh, I have to try it out. <laughs> yes. What about you, Addison? Mine is a song. It is The Commission by Kane, and here is a sneak peek. Go tell the world about me. I was there, but now I live. I love that song so much. (laughs) What about you, Lily? Mine is a song called Perfectly Loved by Caleb and Kelsey, and here's a sneak peek. Well, again, Emma Kay, thank you again so much for coming on. We enjoyed our conversation, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.